like in the parking lot of Disney the, this week. I guess it really is a small world when you live in your car in the parking lot of Disney. Like, I wonder where they'll find Mickey's corpse, you know? I feel like the least they could have done is cryogenically frozen her and then given her to Walt when they found a cure. Uh, I heard Susan B. Anthony's racist. Susan Bitch Anthony. Good afternoon, good evening, good whatever. It's awesome. I'm going to try to do this right today. I fucked up last time, man. I always fuck up. Like, I, I, you wouldn't believe I listen to these fucking things every goddamn week. At least I listen to, like, part of it and go, like, till I can't stand the sound of my voice. It's Carnival today. Holy shit. There's so many pretty ladies and so many handsome men out there, and they're really cool outfits, and they're, like, they're all looking like peacocks and, like, all kinds of just beautiful birds and shit. It's so cool. And it's right outside of my big fucking window over here at Muni radio it's so cool i'm gonna start with a fucking jam because this is the business here we go baby and his congregation gave him a stand Get your boys to bring the noise and just swing it. And party people in the house sing it. Yeah, yeah. 
Jumps upon the scene with a lane and a hardcore dream The dream wasn't crafted to be pornographic Decency started from the crib plus kids Don't need to hear all of that on a rap The strength of my vibe placed chubs on the map Cause authority, seniority goes far me My staff gives autograph plus gives enough laughs Read my mic, heed my sight I definitely lead your right to treat me right Peace I guess that's where it ends on this fucking thing. Anyway, who cares? That's the coolest. You know? Uh, I can't... Listen, you can, I, I hope you can hear the background noise. It's just fucking bass. My, my window's rattling, man. It's like a block up. I love Carnival. It's like one of my favorite things for living down where I live in the uh, Mission District. Like, where I live, you can hear the son of a bitch on the, like... Like, you know it's Carnival because you'll wake up and you'll start hearing like, bum, 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 and like, oh, shit. You go out and there's these, oh, my God. Like, women, man, Jesus Christ, y'all looking good. Just murdering it out there, dude. It's so killer. It's so much fun. Like, everybody's happy. They're bringing their little kids around. It's so weird, like, getting older. Like, I like kids more than a, a lot of, like, fuck. It's like night and day from when I was younger. I used to get and give a fuck about children. But, like, now, it's, oh, th- by the way, I'm trying to stop the damn likes. Oof. I was in the last show. I, could you? Stone cold sober. Couldn't stop saying like. I'm like, we'll try it again this week. So, you know, that's a thing. Working on it. God, that's one of the, that's the best part about listening to yourself, actually. Is you find these weird vocal hiccups that you're doing. Stop. (laughs) I wish more people did that. I wish just regular people did that. You know, like I did that. I do that. Did that. I do that when I go like uh, on stage or something. Like if I'm not taping my set, it's taped here. Therefore, I'm listening to it. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, you know, it it helped me. like cut down on my cursing i used to just use fucking like it like likes <laughs> i use fucking fucking was my likes and i went from fucking to likes to i'm trying to just be an adult but here's the funny part in my for my money like 
when you don't get laid, like if you're not like in a relationship, you're my English just says, damn, who gives a flying shit? Like, I don't talk about sex as much. I'd start, <laughs> I'd start sounding like I was when I was like 17 or fucking whatever. Like, mm, well, uh, like Shakespearean words. Shut the fuck up. So, but I use big words for like dumb shit. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, let's get on with the news. I'm telling you, I'm trying to get it together today. Fuck that. All right. Naked capitalism. Oh, before I get into the news, let's let's talk about this real quick cuz I have never talked about this on here before. The Rialto Report, maybe the best website. If you are interested at all in anything that has to do with sexploitation, golden age of porn. So let's say like 64 5 to like 84 5 anything in that 20 years that has to do with anything that has to do with like sex films the rialto report is your dude it is the best i can't stop i like i've been on a binge i would just play that i would be like fuck this let's just play that <laughs> like i did a couple weeks ago with like that other shit absolutely it's that good like in-depth reporting like the kind of reporting you wish people would do on regular shit like new shit exclusively crazy old school interviews like constance money the girl from the opening of missy beethoven like a full like hour and some interview with her crazy good it's crazy good in fact uh the damn site was so good that uh the deuce on hbo which obviously i haven't seen is uh they consulted them before they started uh getting it in and i'll tell you what uh seeing who they cast uh maggie gyllenhaal good fucking casting right man just kind of got that face sort of chub kind of regular what they used to call in my day uh, the girl next door it's kind of got that look it totally works for that like that subject matter it's really cool but um I swear, I swear I talked about this before. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Who knows? Here we go. Um, yeah, no, I talked about this was to uh, another person while I was back. Here. I'm here like three days a week now, man. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, I was here last night till like 10, 40, 50, like 11 o'clock and it's 10 a.m. So it's like, geez, oh, Pete. I said in my head, I could have just slept here. Like if I had brought like a blanket and pillow. Not a been all set. Just wake up and start the damn show. Ah, oh, man. This is the coolest looking out this window and watching all these, like, like, just these, all these different people pants. Look at that chick. She's, like, all dressed in yellow with, like, a crown with feathers on it. Fuck off. <laughs> I love this shit. I could look at this shit. Well, I will be looking at this shit all day, huh? Oh, man. Anyway. God damn it. I love Carnival. It's the best. Everybody's so damn happy. All the little kids. It's so cute. I, I, this little kid had this um, this like red skirt, you know, like a like an old school like uh, 
like a oh, like a ballerina type skirt you know where it's all foofed out and it's all red and like feathers and shit and all these people are just walking past i got all this aztec shitty looking shit on it's so cool oh god i wore my little uh i wore my aviators with the gold rims today just to kind of fit in hey baby you got the gold hey eh? <laughs> i love it i it's one of the great reasons of living in san francisco and it's especially great reason of living in the uh the uh, uh the mission holy cow holy cow right and then um one of those dudes who is texting me now i hope it's wustein oh shit never mind then i guess wustein is out for today never mind then i'm gonna text him over the year here we go. <laughs> I get it, dude. <laughs> I get it, dude. All right, there you go. Done. All right. Uh, fuck. I was just talking about Carnival. I was talking about oh, Chub Rock. That song, really cool. Uh, takes me way back to like a mixtape that my brother uh, gave me from like kblx in detroit back in the day like um he's a big music he was i, I can never tell if he i think he's he's like enthusiastic i know he is i know he's enthusiastic about music i think both of them are of course if one is the other one or no if the older one is the other one's gonna follow but like he like smooth jazz fuck you but back in the day b when he was like hey fire oh six oh six right all that shit home of the fucking worst what is that the worst college in or no worst law college in america what's it thomas cooley w uh mu yeah western michigan university Kalamazoo, michigan four nine zero zero seven or nine four zero zero seven whatever they changed it they changed all that shit what was it what what uh, now four was two four eight it was three one no six one six six one six your number and then it was uh, in 313 was detroit then they changed it one day to 269 dumb anyway (laughs) i'm literally talking about nothing all right (laughs) talking about area codes to landlines nobody calls what the fuck yeah oh man you know it's fucked up i was looking at some consolidation things i think um i couldn't tell you i think maybe recode has it something like that oh before i uh see Let's get back to what we were talking about. The Rialto Report. So, check it out, man. Not, like, the podcast, and there's a podcast. It's like there's a podcast, and then they have these written articles. In fact, I sent my producer friend a fucking article from there about, um, oh, gosh. Of course, I'm just I'm so bad with names. I wish I was better with names. I'm so bad. In fact, I'm getting ready to listen to a uh, uh interview that they did with johnny reyes 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 mm. uh that's the brother from uh behind the green door which is crazy <laughs> right <laughs> in fact you know what i'd really love to have them interview just because it's not even a sexploitation film but it sort of is is i'd love to hear them interview uh melvin van peebles about uh sweet sweetback's badass song right because that it it's all of this weird milieu as it were like you know it's in that world of my like not i don't know if it's my favorite time of music but it's certainly my favorite new york time of music and that's 
that same period I was talking about between like 63 and fucking or, or 65 and uh, 85 like I it still confounds me that there's never been as far as I know a band that you can point to in New York like Led Zeppelin or like I guess Kiss but that don't count they're not a fucking band they're a fucking product but I mean like a band like I can point to Detroit and go like, well, you know, you got Bob Seger, you got the MC5, you got the fucking Stooges, you got, you know, you could run down the line, you got the Funkadelic, you got the Parliament, boom, 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 boom. you do that all day, or you, or if you're really shitty, you could count them as North Carolina, which would be weird, but you totally could, um, but that's totally a Detroit band, and like, you know, or San Francisco, right, Mamas and the Papas, or whatever, Grateful Dead, there you go, boom, right, a huge fucking band, New York doesn't have one like that, New York Dolls, yeah, nope, I said bands that people know, not bands that I know, you know what I mean, it's so weird, you figure with like, how many people, they always, don't they always talk about those, like there's 7 million people in New York or some horse shit like that, they always say there's like a lot of damn people there, it's crazy, like they can't get a fucking band together. <laughs> Never understood that. We had bands out of fucking like Jackson, Michigan. It's so weird, right? It doesn't make any sense. Like logically, right? It makes no sense. The Ramones. I said a fucking like a rock band that like a lot of like a band band. What do you mean like a blues bass band? Well, it's a fucking Ramones account, but they're a punk rock band. I said a rock band. Just a regular old-fashioned ACDC style, get it in and get it done style band. I can I like I rack my brain and I can't think of one. Right, <laughs> the Shirelles, <laughs> a rock band. You know, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right, it's so weird. You would figure, right? L.A. Guns and Roses, like right. You just go all day with L.A. Right. New York City is a major metropolitan city in the world. Of like, it's like a world city. <laughs> and they ain't got one band to speak of. It's so fucking weird. Anyway, but what they do have is um, one of my favorite times in music. Like I said, it's it, it loosely defined would be like the punk no wave scene, you know, or like post punk or whatever you want to call it, right? I love that DNA. I got I got a Glenn Brand. I got Glenn Brandica's Symphony Number no. One down here. You know, like I like I love. You know, I'm a big fan of like extremes in music. If you're gonna go, let's go hard, right? In any direction. I, I my worst, the worst for me is that Lawrence Welk right in the middle. But I love that too. I'm just a music fan. Like I like comedy. I'm a comedy fan. Except weirdly, I don't know what it is. You got to work your ass off to make me laugh at a fart joke or like a jizz joke or like, like dick. Anything that has to do with like, in, like your groin area, you, you kind of got to sell me. You know, I don't know why. I'm an easy laugher. He's an easy laugher. You got to hold on. You believe it. <laughs> it was a, a Phil Collins and uh, the brother from Cool in the Gang. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so fucked. <laughs> Who does that shit? Oh man. She's like no other. Ugh. What was I listening to? I was listening to something this morning. I was like, 
from from that time. Jeez. Eh, who knows? Anyway, but yeah, the Rialto reports the shit because like what what's interesting to me is like that's like part of the city living at that time, like part of the underground of the city at that time. And the music I love is part of like that underground music and how those two's meshed, how those two's mesh together to me is like really interesting. Like just just i I can't i can't get enough of that stuff babe wade nichols that's the dude i sent him the uh the the link to wade nichols is has a crazy career like that dude it, it it's crazy his aka dennis parker who was on like what's it night edge edge of night i think is the name of the i'm pretty sure yeah, pretty sure Edge of Night was the name of the uh, soap opera that he was on. And you know what? I got a cool reminder of why soap operas were called soap operas. I forgot. It's because Colgate and like Procter & Gamble would generally be their sponsors back in the day. So they would be, because they make soaps, soap operas. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? Like, oh, oh, okay. Like, what was that horseshit? Ooh, people are pissed because um, uh, the new Solo, the, the new movie, comma, Solo came out. And um, <clears throat> the way that they, the way that they reveal how his name became Han Solo is so fucking weak. People are bummed out, you know. In fact, I, you know, I saw an interesting article about how... Uh, and I totally agree with it. Like, <clears throat> how telling these, like, pre-stories robs you sort of of your imagination. It, you know, you know, TLDR, right? Too long, didn't read. <laughs> you know, that's basically the long and short of it, is that people, like, um, he does some fucking run, right like oh man i got him off this thing well they just spell it all out and the worst part is his name he's like supposedly sitting in front of the fucking um i don't know some like uh i don't know what's the word i can't even think of the word right now because that bass rocking through my neck is um like a border guy you know inspection or whatever right and he's like uh what's your name i'm like han He's like, well, so, and I'm alone. So she's like, Han alone, Han by himself, Han wistful, Han sitting, Han, hmm, how about something cool? How about Han Solo? Oof, that's a punch in the balls. Every review I've read has been like, yeah, the story's fucking garbage, but the movie's fun. <laughs> great. <laughs> like, Donald Glover is great. He's doing his best Billy D. Who the fuck wants to see that? Whatever, whatever. He could have been a cult leader just like R. Kelly. If he hadn't fallen into the thing that he'd fallen into, I don't think he would have. I think R. Kelly totally could have been a cult leader, though. For sure. For sure. That dude has got all the markings. If that guy had, like, a... If that guy could sing, but, like, it ended up, like, developing, like, incurable polyps in his throat or something where he could never just ah, get it out right, that dude would be... You'd read about him, like, in Time Magazine. (laughs) The nigga from Illinois with all the underage, like, chicks just 
fucking in him or he made it he might have been a pimp but he's too dumb to be a pimp that's why i think he'd been a better cult leader you have to be that's funny right yeah you have to be smarter than a cult leader to be a pimp (laughs) pimping's fucked up like in all in every way every way every way (laughs) fucked up man because it's just straight just 200 percent manipulation i'm just giving her what she needs you know you can convince yourself of anything right and it might even be true once in a while but the idea that like all right so you pay for her apartment you pay you know you pay for all her kind of regular creature comforts but you're catching all the money and somehow that money caught you a fucking alligator skin roof on your motherfucking drop top, B. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that ain't cheap. All right. Alligator shoes are like $1,200 back in the day. A roof of that shit? Jesus. How many alligators had to die? I hope a lot. Fuck those things. All right. Anyway, I guess that's back to the Rialto report. It is the best. It's like, it's up there with hardcore history. It's like, this is, it's one of the reasons that makes the, like, it reminds me back, like, from the fucking 90s of, like, this is why the internet is cool. This is the reason for it. This is it. And it's so good, you know. Donate, give up, whatever. Listen, share with your friends. Tell everybody. The Rialto Theater. The Rialto Report is the shit. Okay. Anyway. Speaking of, this is another reason why the internet is cool. It's because of things like uh, naked capitalism. Links from May 27th, 2018. I thought I brought a micro pig. I was wrong. New York Post. I don't even want... I do want to know what that is. And we might get back to that if we have time. The owner of an SLO County fish market bought a 70-pound octopus. But not to sell it. The Tribune. The weekend links are so weird. The silence of the bugs. From the New York Times. Oh, yeah. The first one's from the Post. Second one's from the Tribune. This one's from the the, the Gray Lady. Oof. This sounds like such a diss. To be the gray lady? You're talking about her pussy? Anyway. <clears throat> a study published last fall documented a 76% decline in the total seasonal biomass of flying insects netted at 63 locations in Germany over the last three decades. 76%? That seems like a lot. It sounds like um, like when you used to hear about, like, when they came to America, holy shit, you could, like, walk on the lobsters to get to the shore and those are the gross bugs that we fed to the negroes so weird or niggers or whatever you want to call them losses in midsummer when these insects are most numerous exceeded 80 percent means just the gangster ass 20 percent of fucking bugs are making it that's fucked anecdotes from the uh nc naked capitalism readership support this i ain't seen a bug splat on a windshield for ages that's fucking weird more from the article this alarming discovery made by uh, mostly amateur naturalists who make up the volunteer run and oh god entomological society Krefeld um waving oh god wave that in front of anybody whinging that all the jobs in uh, jobs guarantee have to be make work 
Oh, wave that in front of anybody winding that all the jobs in a jobs guarantee have to be make work. There are not enormous opportunities in citizen science. No shit, please. Look, we could get back to the whole thing about <clears throat> how you know when somebody's like discussion is intellectually like honest. If you were honest about wanting to get the votes right, you just have hand paper marked ballots like they did in uh Ireland, man. Holy shit, Carnival. Abortion's fucking legal again. <laughs> it's only been since 1983. Holy shit. Here's super weird though, right? As people are celebrating that, it makes fucking Europe or England look or England? I don't know. Yeah, they yeah, sure. Look back on itself and go like, you know, our our system kind of fucked because like they have some shit where like, you got to get a doctor's note or, like, talk to your father. It's got, like, some extra steps instead of you just walk in the door and be like, look, I don't want this baby anymore. Let's move. Let's get it did. <laughs> like, let's get it did. What's wrong with you, George? Ugh. I don't know. Let's get it done. I used to be able to just speak like a regular person. But I don't anymore. Stupidly. I just falling into laziness just tumbling tumbling into laziness how about that boop 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 all right it's time for the climate movement to embrace a federal jobs guarantee oh by the way we, i am playing some fucking um oh you know what i'm gonna get to the end of this first part and then we're gonna put on some uh skip okay it's time for the climate movement to embrace a federal jobs guarantee. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Once that's that intellectual honesty shit. If you wanted to be honest and you wanted to give people jobs, there are countless jobs. Like you would have to start fucking <laughs> importing people to get the fucking jobs done, right? Like fixing the school system or fixing the fucking roads or fixing the goddamn railroads or fix, you know, the laundry list is just growing every fucking day in the idea that like you wouldn't have just a federal jobs guarantee i i would i would actually be in i'm in anything to actually help do that's the thing people don't want jobs to work at fucking mcdonald's people don't want those jobs that just make life worse if you can like make life better and get paid for it i'm sure you would have an endless supply of people ready willing and able to just be on board it's so fucked the idea that they're just well no it's not fucked it's the system working the way it's supposed to work right i love that lately all these goddamn people all these economists and shit especially back then we never saw it coming like the fucking queen says, how come none of y'all seen this coming yeah it's intellectually dishonest look at this gorgeous woman jesus christ so many beautiful people outside i can't stop i can't stop loving you <laughs> that's a weird record the uh that uh ray charles uh songs in country and western or something like that it's the one with uh, uh you gave me a hand to me and you say goodbye yeah but you don't know me you don't know me yeah you don't know me oh my god the other day this dude went in and just did this shit as like as part of his set like um 
right? Putting on the Ritz. I, he didn't do putting on the Ritz. I did that, obviously. Um, I was like, that's a bit? <laughs> Fuck you, man. I got all kinds of fucking parlor tricks. I could eat up three fucking minutes with my dumb parlor tricks. Hey, look at my little pinky. Hola, Soto, Santa Maria. I can bend my my left pinky all the way into into like a little tunnel, which catches under my thumb and then I wrap my little fingers around it like a pig in a blanket, and then I just wiggle my finger and make it talk. That's way more impressive than hitting my fucking self on the cheek with a pencil. But whatever. Right? Takes all kinds. He was actually in just barraging him with, like, one-liners. You know, one-liners and pop, pop, pop. One-liners and pop, pop, pop. Call back. Pop, pop, pop. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you know? I love Jewish people. I love everybody. But how much fucking road can you run off of just Jewish jokes? It's like, God damn, I get it. You're Jewish. <laughs> like, I grew up with Jewish people. Like, with Joel Ellsberg. And we had fucking dreidels, and we did all that shit. This is a weird, cool part about Montessori school. It's Connie Lee. You know, I grew up with an Asian girl. Grew up with a Jewish guy. Just with white guys. Just everybody. Matt Lewinsky, everybody. <clears throat> and it's just like Joel Oldberg. My first friend, his name was Sundance. Little blonde haired dude. I would love to find out where the fuck Sundance ended up. His parents owned a toy store called Pinocchio's. Like, and it was a small, like, toy store with like handmade toys and like weird toys, like in Legos and shit out in the woods <laughs> it was so weird <laughs> it was like on the edge of Kalamazoo it was so fucking weird yeah Sundance I'll, I I will I, I hope I never forget I just like my some of my earliest memories are of him and I playing on like the playground like it's so much fun and thinking about and all that stuff all these people it's cool the restaurant across the way opened up early b like yesterday or yesterday last yesterday they were open also but um last week you know they were just like regular b they don't open till like 11 whatever or maybe shit 11 like noon on a sunday they don't give a fuck they'll open when we get open <laughs> and by the way i think it's a really cool legacy slash inheritance for their uh daughter it's cool, like the the, uh, the her parents run the place. I'm assuming this are her parents. I'm making a lot of assumptions right now, but let's walk into it. Like her parents are really cool, and like the mom does all the cooking and fucking makes the chicken on the grill outside, which she's gonna do in a minute once they pull the. Oh, well, they might be going right now. No, no, they haven't brought the chicken out, but like they're getting the grill hot. But, like, you know, they just make the grill outside and everything and all that type of stuff. And I'm sure she's taught her everything. And her daughter, poor daughter, like, I don't know if she had an accident. I don't know if she was born that way. But, like, one of her legs is shorter than the other. So she walks with, like, a severe limp. But she's so cool. Like, they're all so fucking cool. And, like, what a great legacy to give to your daughter. A successful business in the heart of the mission. To just be able to run and to, you know, and to just continue on, and her little, she's got a little daughter, and she's so fucking cute, they're all so damn cute, 
Like, well, not all, you know, whatever. But that little kid is so darn cute. I can't get over it. <laughs> like, kids are cute anyway. Because they'll, they're just dumb and they're funny and they're honest and they don't care, right? They're just like a dog or like a, you know, they're just so funny. Like, why the fuck did that thing do that? <laughs> at least this thing's a human, so I can, I can at least kind of get it. I'm not trying to, like, anthropomorphize that motherfucking thing, right? You know, it's a, at least it's a human. Anyway, <laughs> once again, I thought I bought a micro pig. I was wrong. I have to look this up. I do, I do not understand what the hell that means. Like, well, what, first, why, why would you buy a micro pig? <laughs> What is a micro pig? A small, I know, I can get, if you mean by the name it's a small pig, I get that. But what does that mean? It's like it's a pet, I'm assuming. You can't choose who you fall in love with, even if that happens to be two, three hundred and thirties. Holy cow. Look at this guy. Hey, holy shit. Look at this. Hey, you know what? I got a co-host for part of this. Yeah, man, I'm going to turn it on. I got my new uh, Wednesday host, Matthew Quirks, here up quirky you know what i'm gonna put on uh, no i got all right i got mic two on for you but let's i don't know i have to find out okay. i don't know which i think one of those mics is turned up mic two would be your best bet yeah it's hot right. two is hot two's always hot how you doing matt i'm doing good how you like these beautiful women and shit out here in the fucking hispanic ladies and their fucking aztec gear oh my god there is so much ass and here. they're dressed god, like birds they're dressed like birds they got like blue feathers and shit and, and they got like the like shortest like skirts on you they're, they're kind of packed in yeah. So you can hear each other's music. Yeah, 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 yeah. They start bumping to like the other. Yeah. Like, oh. The other groups too. They start. Like, once the parade happens, they're gonna be spread out. You can barely hear each other. For like, sure. You, know, you can hear like four, four floats. <laughs> yeah. It it's so, so much the fun. Just, like, Bouncing into like randomly. Oh, yeah, but oh, sorry, sorry. Sometimes they're doing their gig, like, small groups, and sometimes they're doing it in the whole group. Yeah. Sometimes they're just feeding off each other. Yeah, yeah, man. It's so awesome. Like, I, I, you see where the chair said, I've just had my legs kicked up on here looking out the window the whole time, just watching the ladies go by, like, oh my. This is my second time through because I know someone has a radio program on Sunday. Yeah, man. The gate was open. I thought maybe Paul Brumball would be here. No, no, he comes in at, uh, uh, he's, he's a noon dude. I come. From, I'm ten to noon. Yeah, he's noon to whatever. Yeah, he's noon to two, and then we got a. Uh, yeah, oh, and then after that we got a. Uh, uh, let's watch a, a movie on YouTube with Mike yeah, Spiegelman. Oh. Yeah. For sure. You're staging? What are you? Are you doing uh, yeah, something? So while we're at it, so uh, you, you know, you guys were we're on radio here, but uh, I'm here on my roller skates. Yeah, and they're awesome, by the way. I was just about to. The, uh, yeah, you screwed them in there like old school fucking. You did them like oh, the way they used to be done. Yeah. <laughs> you made sneakers into roller skates. Thank you. <laughs> while, we're, while we're talking shit about everything, I got a Hawaiian shirt on. I yeah. For a rugby tournament. All red, baby. And red lives matter, baby. <laughs> Ginger lives matter, baby. <laughs> the red menace. <laughs> 
I like Ginger's works, you know. Hey, I'm Irish too, so I don't give a fuck, right? I I know you hate it every time I bring it up, but my grandfather is George Wesley Ferro, and I'm named George Wesley Ferro Davis Smith, so I'm his namesake. So you know, you gotta live with it. Keeping it red. (laughs) Oh, it's so cool. I got you, my United Farm Workers. Oh, that's cool. Old timey. This is about a 20, 25 year old. That's a fucking cool hat, man. Wow. And uh, so I'm skating here with the Church of Eight Wheels. We're part of the parade of Carnival. Okay, what's the Church of Eight Wheels? Tell me some. I know what roller skating is. That's a roller disco that has taken over an abandoned church on Fallon Fillmore. Get out of here. In the city. Yeah, it's like. Used to be like the Church of uh, St. Mary or something like that. <gasps> oh, no shit. I think I used to ride past that on the bus or something like that. Late. Yeah. The, 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 the double deuce. Intersection, yeah. Fell yeah. Extreme I thought that well, I thought that was the fucking uh, the Coltrane Church. It's not that church. It's a different. Oh, yeah. Coltrane's like down by the sa- the Safeway or something, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's farther up, but kind of by that uh, double, the over overpass or whatever, right? Uh, 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 you know, ironically, closer to the jazz school. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it's closer to, like, the, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say the McDonald's, but that's further up, but yeah, 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 for sure, that's awesome, so, like, how many people are members of the Church of Eight Wheels? Uh, I have no idea of, like, full membership, Uh, (laughs) about part-timers, well, I mean, you know, people go there once, and they'll claim to be full members, but that's, like, hundreds of thousands, Uh, but there's, there's a pretty solid core, mostly we're from, uh, skating, on Sundays at uh, Golden Gate Park. Oh, I didn't know that. Outdoor skating area there. Oh, really? Where? Uh, 6th and JFK, JFK and Fulton. No shit. I had yeah. no idea. Well, you probably went by it a bunch of times because it's an outdoor roller disco. It's featureless. It's not. It's flat and low, so there's no like tree there to be like, oh, there it is. <laughs> so you'll, you'll pass right by it. Well, it's not like I would figure you guys would be like a Kizzer Stadium or something doing those laps around the yeah, fucking thing. Sure, they're pretty anal about who gets to use the stadium. Kizzer, so my bad. Whatever. Mm. Let's not keep. Yeah, Kaiser would fit with the Ubers and the fucking. <laughs> Yeah, Kazar Bazaar, that makes sense for sure. Yeah, he e k e z e b e r whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, but that's so cool, man. So like, how many people have like shot down here to do the thing today? Like, are you guys riding through during the parade, or are you guys it's just a huge inflated roller skate that's like two stories <laughs> <laughs> dragging along with us? Get the fuck out! It's inflated. You got like a oh wow. Those those humans that like flop up and (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. So it's got like a fan in it that keeps like that's on. Wow. We're blasting disco tunes, of course. Of course. Oh wow, man. Oh, you know, speaking of disco, I was just checking out this website called the Rialto Report, and they were talking about Andrea True about more, more, more. You know, she was a porno star, right? No, no, but now I'm going to look it up. She was a porno star. She had like hundreds of loops and films and shit she did before she... In fact, that was a big thing 
at the time when more and more and more came out that she well, was. They talk about like uh, Janet uh, Janet Jameson, whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crossover and like Tracy Lords crossover. Apparently, she's the first crossover. Oh, for sure, for sure, huge, the hugest because like. Well, that's a hit. That's still a hit. It's a hit. I mean, yeah, more and more and more. That people still use. It's a murder song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you like it? How do you like it? In fact, we might play that on the way. If, you know, as we outro you or whatever the fuck, right? I probably put on more, more, more just to do it, right? Because what a great I song. Was, I was just thinking. There's a section here uh, where we go past the actual mayor and all that shit. <laughs> and like, what is the most roller disco song? Oh, oh, oh! That's easy. Is it um, bounce roll skate? Is that the, the, it's gotta be right. Bounce. Also like, um, no, no, no. It's bounce roll skate. I'll play it for you. Yeah, I mean, go. I know what bounce roll skate is. Oh, okay, yeah. But uh, as far as like, what's the tune you want to play when you're at the actual part where they film? Is it's gonna be on the. You gotta, you gotta do bounce roll skate for sure, cause it's fucking, it's about skating. Every time you hear it, it's yeah, bounce. It's not quite as Oh no, there's more. There's way more danceable songs for sure. But if you're talking about pure skating and skating song, you know that song that means skating. That you can't get much more than that. But I mean, shit. There's all kinds of fucking songs you can skate to. Remind me of something I saw. Uh, we talked about being how like you're a little bit Irish and everything. By yeah. the way, listening audience. I'm a little bit black. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. I'm a little bit American. Light skinned, but he's black. I light but he American. Uh, so he, <laughs> That's uh, what I call myself, by the way. He, just he, American. He's, he's like a shade lighter than Trevor Noah. <laughs> Until I get in the sun. What? Well, yeah, yeah, what it is. But I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, cool. This one lady's like, you know, it's so like the Asian thing is before a committee, and they had the same thing where this uh, white appearing white lady is before a committee, and she's like, I'm one eighth black, and they're like, you're black. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the print. That's like the princess. But the idea, like, what makes you Asian? There's all these rules, and how Irish are you, and everything. Oh, pretty inclusive. Yeah. Our strategy, like some people, like uh, race racially, have been like. Purity, purity, purity. Yeah. Anglo Saxons, like, that would be. Has been like, spread it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what's really, speaking of spread it out, and big I, fan of the Ireland. Yeah. The ladies yeah. getting it done, man. They got oh, the okay. abortions. Abortion. Yeah, man. That's fucking cool. Like, I almost cried looking at those pictures of those ladies. Like, fuck yes. Like, what the fuck? We're fucking people. You know that, right? There are ways that the Irish, like, like uh, with being drinking and yeah. with drug use, they're really, they don't hide it so much. It's very open in public. That you, that's, that's not like a hidden shame, not nearly as shameful. Yeah, but that's guy shit. I guess there's so much shame in that culture. Well, it's like, I just look I used to call them the niggas of England because, like, everybody wants to be Irish. I had a friend who got a fucking DNA test and was bummed out when he didn't turn up Irish. He found that he was Welsh or some shit, and he was like... There's there's a lot of, like, uh, hidden similarities with minorities. And 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 the Irish, for sure. A bum deal. And we speak English. Yeah, and you're we got less melanin in your skin. Like, like, <laughs> they, like, hate, we were hated by 
why, like, they preferred the Germans, but the Germans refused to learn English when they moved to America. <laughs> so we sort of had a half in there. But, like, our tra- there's even, like, a, a, a historical moment that they call, a time period that they call, when the Irish weren't white. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I remember. I've read all about that. And within <laughs> that, um, oh, I forget what's going on. Well, you'd have like Italian American, Irish American, fucking. Any- oh, yeah, so so people will often be like, oh, to show that they're not. Oh, my family was never conquered anybody. It's like, well, actually, the Irish never conquered. <laughs> the Irish were conquered, I think. And I'm only like third generation here. So oh wow. Here during slave time. That's amazing. So it's like a lot of like white, but there's a lot of white people. Well, yeah. Push off the white guilt. Yeah, that's horseshit. And, and um, just but, be. But we actually. Yeah. Qualify. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of people qualify. In I fact, people try to tag on to being Irish. So I like to try to say like how they're like they have, Oh, I'm like one eighth American Indian. This is why I don't get into any of that dash shit, right? I, I just call myself an American. I don't go African American. I don't do any of that shit because I figure black people been here damn near and just as long as white people, right? In fact, right. So like, if why do why does that American just get to be an American, and I just I have to have some fucking extra tag? I I know nothing about Africa. I you know I know what I've read in books. My mother's been to Africa. I've never been to Africa. I couldn't tell you shit about it. And the idea that like I just I'm an American. I know Michigan and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I don't, you know, yeah, exactly, man. So like, I just, I've never went for that. Like, yeah, my, the Irish guy married a Potawatomi Indian. That would be my grandmother, right? You know what I mean? My dad's a black fella, so I guess yeah. Let's just, I, I, let's just call this an American at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, no, you just a nigga, right? <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And this so weird. Like both of my brothers could pass for white if they wanted to and my brother michael married the darkest skinnedest blackest chick you'd ever want to meet like his second wife it's like like blue black like damn she hit the light damn she looks like batman in this black <laughs> like shit turned blue <laughs> and both of his kids ain't shit all they do is play minecraft they're the, i'm sure they're playing fortnite now right hopefully i mean hopefully this it's all bullshit. That back that's happening now, which like, actually seems to be more racist than the most racist times. I don't think so. Hopefully, this. Is- <laughs> From Michigan, I know all the. I know yeah, all those people who are doing all that shit. That's why I moved. Even in the in the lynching times, yeah. people didn't announce it. No, but they did. To each other, but they didn't want like they weren't like yeah I, I hung a dude. No, they, no, they did. They took photographs sure, of that shit. Within their, oh yeah, within their insert. I see what you're saying. Yeah, world. they wanted the niggas to know, and that's it. Right. I gotcha. This is our little thing. Yeah. Your, your intimidation. So now it's a little more like out there. They're putting it on Facebook. Yeah. If there was Facebook then, they would have been dumb enough to do it then too. Yeah, I get you. Like everyone knows you're banging your slaves. Just don't ever. Break yeah, them. yeah. Because like. Just don't ever, ever, ever. Make, you know they had a properness. Yeah, my fam. I got have, my father's family is all southern. I get it. That the type of just properness and so like yeah. Hopefully this is the last throws and your nephews as black guys playing Minecraft. And yeah. Multi ethnicity. Yeah. Will be a norm that can never be shaken again. Well, remember, like you know, like I know, growing up 
the idea of a black president was a punchline to any joke like a black president my ass right like as if that was a not a thing and i don't give a fuck yeah 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 there are children like 9-11 we you know it's like big like that like it just changes shit and i don't fuck his policies and fuck that dude and all that bullshit i you know i i am a left as left can like i believe in shit in fact that's why i love pennsylvania all those ladies that won those fucking actual leftists all right big gog hey wait i got oh yeah What's going to happen first? A, a gay president, a trans president, or a woman Whoa. president? What's next? Well, we probably already had a gay president. Yeah, play me out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, we already had a gay president. I'm sure one of them had yeah, to be. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, probably... You could probably call Taft a fucking oh. trans. <laughs> he had some tiggo bitties. <laughs> but um, I hope a woman would be next. That's my hope. Oh, yeah, baby. All right, man. Hey, hope to see you, especially on the 6th, baby, and uh, get the show going. Pam has talked to me about getting the show going on the 6th and everything, so uh, I got my little $25 together to get the show going. So, hey, man, more, more, more. We're going to take a break here. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. We'll be back.
cool. I hope you guys like that little bit of John Cage 3 something or other. <laughs> I always forget the fucking number. I love Matt. Matt's going to be my co-host on that goddamn show on Wednesdays, which is going to be cool. I always forget the name, but it's something neat, and um, it's going to be cool. One of the guys that runs it is he's registered as a lethal weapon. Actually, he was like a military guy, and he's not allowed to have knives. How fucked is that? How weird is that? God damn it. That was so much fun. I love Matthew Quirk. He's so funny. He's really cool. Anyway, god damn. New York Post. You can't choose whom you fall in love with, even if that happens to be two 336-pound pigs. Why does she have to be so cute? Look at that. In the background. Okay. There's a photograph of this lady in her apartment. First off, she has a pig in a tutu, which is weird, with a big fucking ribbon. And then, she's, all right, she's wearing a very short, like, I don't know, I guess it's a dress, dress skirt, you know? It's got, like, it's like a pink thing that comes up to, like, the middle of your thighs. <laughs> she's got beautiful legs. And um, she looks like she's from the 60s. She's got, like, this... I swear to God, she's got to be British. That's why she's in the post. She has like a a Union Jack pillow behind her on a little leather couch that's low slung. And um, all white walls, wood doors, you know, kind of frosted glass with that stupid Lowe's ass, you know, uh, Home Depot fucking styling. You're like, fuck you. And um, to the... Well, it would be her left if we were actually looking at it. But to my right in the photograph in the corner is like an Andy War-esque style. Um, it's got to be fucking, what's her name? Uh, Joan Crawford. Yeah, it's like a four, four style Joan Crawford. And in that corner, pushed next to that fucking picture is a tripod with a light on it. Like, um, like a spotlight type light. Small version. And I guess she has another little red chair over there. Wood floors. Look at that carpet. You know, the carpet's been fucked. She painted the fucking toenails of a pig pink, too. It's all pink. She's pink. That's pink. But the... the To match... I guess to match the damn 336-pound pig is a black kind of... It used to be shag. Now it's just smushed rug. That would be Janie, oof, J-A-N-E-Y, Burn, B-Y-R-N-E, Persister, Chic, Micro Pigs, then Smaller Than French Bulldogs. She had no idea what she was in for. It's nothing like being cool, man. <laughs> I love being the coolest motherfucker in the room, right? Hey, bitch, I got two pigs. They're my pets. People drive me crazy. Byrne, a vegetarian, and her husband, Dave, David Byrne? Boy, I bet he hates that shit. Purchased Mika in 2009 for $515 and Molly for $73. Damn, Molly. (laughs) Molly getting fucking... One of them's getting fucked, right? Like what? That price disparity is way too weird. In one year, what the prices of pigs went down like four hundred dollars, like in a year. What? What? What the fuck? How can you buy one for five fifteen and one for like seventy three dollars? Right? Seventy three dollars. Can I get my change with that? B? I got my hundo. 
That's crazy. If I bought a pig for $100, I'm eating a motherfucker. By, but the naive couple had been tricked. The supposed teacup piglets ugh, soon ballooned into full-blown porkers. Quack, quack, quack. Right? Something like that. They were actually Vietnamese pot-bellied pigs. I've heard of those. <laughs> those are my dad. Which typically grow to 200 pounds, unlike teacup pigs that tap out at about 60 pounds. So even that, man, $73. That's like a dollar something a pound, man. Fuck you. It's like a dollar ten, some shit. I don't know. People noticed their rapid growth and said, they're not micro pigs. But I wouldn't listen to them, Burn 47 told Cater's News. I had no idea pigs could even grow this big. That's the kind of shit that makes you want to just put a bullet in somebody. <laughs> Let's start with, like, the head of education. Hey, let's start with Betsy DeVos and work our way down. <laughs> hey, I'm in, right? Fuck her. Can you believe that shit? Anyway, yeah. I had no idea pigs could grow this big. I would love to just crawl into her mind quickly and just have an idea of what the fuck she thinks pigs grow into or don't. What did you think, like... Like pig, like like ribs, like if you had like pork ribs, I'm sure she's never been around that. Anyway, I had no idea pigs could even grow this big! Exclamation point. <clears throat> the mammoth piggies are a funny addition to Burns' posh home in Lauderton, Lincoln, in the home of oh, see, in the north of England. Told him. Nonetheless, Burn adores her per- porky pals. I fucking. Got a fire truck out here, baby. They love cuddles and belly rubs. Playing with their ball. And I've taught them to beg like dogs. Ugh. You know, by the way. <laughs> hey, Dave, if you don't ever want to kill your wife, you got the perfect fucking thing in your house to completely get rid of her. Right? That's the thing, right? That's like the one thing I heard about. If you ever really wanted to dispose a body, you just toss it in like a fucking chow line for pigs and they'll eat everything. Bones, teeth, hair, everything goes down. That's the only shit I know about pigs really. Except I hear they're smart because they love cuddles and belly rubs playing with their ball and being taught to beg like dogs. Where dogs will give you a paw for a treat, the pigs will give their trotters feet she says I know their language and what all her various noises and grunts mean and I greeted with a special noise she trusts my voice to come to wherever I am when Mika and Molly aren't chowing down they're playing dress up they're very pampered too they're really girly girls I want to hurt this woman They love dressing up in tutus, and I often give them a pedicure and paint their trotters. They're my princesses, and they love the attention. Molly and Mika also gobble up money. Medical care and food for the pigs can run up to $440 a month, or $5,280 a year. Thanks for doing that times 12. Weird. To treat Mika's arthritis... She sent it to a slaughterhouse. No, just kidding. Pig gave her horse medication on a spoonful of jam. 
Despite the cost and the public perception of owning lovable livestock, Byrne is committed to keeping her pigs safe. A lot of pigs never make it to this age. Is they sent off to the slaughterhouse, she says. I couldn't let that happen to Mika and Molly. They're my babies. Fuck you. That's what all that horseshit was about. Told you. The weekend section's always fucking weird. Alright. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I figure you guys care about this bullshit. Oak Tree founder warns private equity standard slipping financial times just in case to just in time for CalPERS to buy in. Is the next big realtor to melt down? Its bonds crashed. Private equity strikes again. What do you figure which one do you think this is? The next big re- retailer. Hmm. The PE owned firm owned brick and mortar retailer grapples with this fate. Oh, PetSmart's going down! PetSmart, the largest brick and mortar pet supply and service retailer in the U.S. and Canada with 55,000 employees, 1,600 big box stores, 200 pet boarding facilities, and $8.7 billion in revenues in fiscal 2017 has a little problem. It's $8.1 billion in debt. Nothing like fucking private equity. And you guessed it, half of this debt is the result of a leveraged buyout by a private equity firm these are the people who want to submit rom that's mitt romney shit when a company gets acquired via lbo leverage buyout remember it's the company itself that ends up carrying the debt used to acquire it hence the phrased leveraged buyout in 2014 activists quote-unquote hedge funds took a stake in the publicly traded shares and started clamoring for a sale P.E. firms took notice. A bidding war broke out. A bidding war for a brick-and-mortar retailer as if they'd ever, never even heard of e-commerce. You know what? That that would be a business I would be surprised that actually like gets out of style. Oh, my God. I have to be here till fucking 1.50 today. Okay. <sighs> Fuck me. I'm, there's no way I'm walking home and walking back. I was supposed to look. Can I just? It's supposed to be noon. Shit gets weird, but that's all right. It's all right. I, I will. If you change your mind, I might play that. Anyway, BC Partners in London, with zero experience in U.S. retail, won the bidding war with a ludicrous $8.7 billion offer. It was the most expensive retail L- leverage buyout ever, LBO. After the deal closed in 2015, BC Partners loaded PetSmart up with debt and extracted a special dividend of $800 million. Imagine that. With this dividend, BC Partners likely made its money no matter what happens to PetSmart. Then, in a move, in a move of desperation, by the way, this is off Wolf Street, which is a really neat little uh, website about like stocks and stuff uh, wait let me give you their fucking they always everybody always has a dumb fucking the stories behind business finance and money there you go everybody always has a damn uh log line it's really funny to me anyway 
And then, in a move of desperation, and on a sign that the credit market was boiling over with blind enthusiasm for anything junk-related, PetSmart brought another huge load of money to buy its online comp- competitor, Chewy.com, for $3.4 billion. It was the most expensive acquisition of an on- online realtor ever. Oof. In its last SEC filing, was it stock exchange something, as a publicly traded company in February 2015, PetSmart reported $343 million in cash. It sounds like a fucking easy business, right? That shouldn't be... It should be... And it's not that it's online proof, but especially, like, if you're buying a pet, you should... 90%, I'm sure most people want to go to the fucking store and see it, right? They just don't adopt a dog online and just find out, you know, it's like a rabid fucker when they get it to the house, right? You win to like, fuck with it. But anyway, no one in bond land will easily forget the epic collapse of Toys R Us bonds. Oof. They were still trading a, above part 101 cents on the dollar in late August 2017. By September 18th, they'd plunged 88 percent to 12 cents on the dollar as bankruptcy rumors for the PE firm owned LBO leverage buyout queen became reality when Toys R Us filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy it assured everyone it would be keeping it would keep doing business as normal the bonds jumped 40 cents on the dollar by October 27th and those who had the balls diving at 12 cents made a bundle if they were able to unload them in late October However, with the little liquidity in this type kind of bond, it can be hard to unload, of course. But after a series of plot twists, Toys R Us is now liquidating, and those bonds trade today at eight cents on the dollar. PetSmart bondholders likely witnessed this sort of spectacle too, and now they're smelling a rat in their own house. And on, and on, and on, and on, and on, and on. Anyway. S&P 500 companies have returned $1 trillion to shareholders in tax cut surge. Business Insider uh, Eves returned, quote-unquote, help me, sure to mainly buybacks. Sure to be mainly buybacks, yeah. Google, Facebook, and Snap challenge governance standards because they're crooks. And there's what Otford's coma. Uh, FIFA is about to destroy world soccer. Bloomberg, no shit. All right. Like I said, I was going to play a fucking thing. It's getting a little long in the tooth here already. I gotta be here fucking long, so now I'm gonna get something to eat. <sighs> fuck a duck and duck a fuck. Before we play this, I'm gonna play this. Dahi. Ugh. Ugga chugga lug. Ugga chugga lug. Let's listen to the sounds outside. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Alright, we're gonna get in with this. Lilaba. And then we're gonna play uh, Speed Gibson. International Secret Police.
of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling three friends, Speed Gibson, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap have at last arrived in Hong Kong, China, the end of the long hop aboard the China Clipper from Alameda, California. They are determined to capture the octopus. The only clue they have as to his Hong Kong headquarters is a barely legible map which Marsha Winfield gave them and which her brother sent her just before his mysterious disappearance in connection with the octopus. Just before the Clipper landed... Clint received an insolent welcoming wire from his enemy, and he can hardly wait to tell this to Barney, who is flying a special bullet monoplane the boys confiscated from an octopus spy on Wake Island. After their passports have been viséd and everything is in order, 
Our friends make their way along the crowded dock with little Gene Kingsley and speed all eyes as they step on Chinese soil for the first time. Boy, what a place. What smell? Different from anything I ever smelled before. <laughs> You'll find most everything different from anything you've ever experienced before, Jean. This is China, the Far East. Oh, I like it, Clint. But I just sort of have to get used to it. Hey, look, here comes Barney. <laughs> A welcoming committee of one again. Jean's father intended meeting us, too. I wonder where he is. Hello, everybody. What kept you so long? I could have landed my crate an hour ago, but I had some fun stunting waiting for you. Well, the way you were scooting along the skyways after we took off in Manila, I'm surprised you're not in Paris by this time. What was your hurry? I've been hurrying ever since we left Alameda. Either chasing octopus spies or being chased. Why should I slow down now? And boy, that little ship can beat anything in the air. She's got everything. Power, speed... And a very bad reputation. Don't forget that. Have you tended to your passport yet? Sure. I wouldn't be here if I hadn't. These British fellas are mighty careful about who lands here and why. But, of course, my international secret police credentials fix me up proper. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of papers, look at this. What's that, a telegram? Yeah. A welcome from the octopus. Yeah, yeah what? Of all the nerve... Hey, hey, let's get Gene to a dad quick so as we can start on our real business of tracking that guy down. Oh, well, now that you've told everyone within earshot just why we're here, let's go see about our luggage. Oh, I hope Dr. Kingsley's waiting up there, too. He probably will be. You know, the clipper landed ten minutes early, Marsha. Possibly he didn't know about that. Gee, look at the rickshaws up there waiting for us. <laughs> just like the taxis at home. Oh, can we ride in all of those, Marsha? They look like they'd be lots of fun. Well, we'll see, Gene, honey. Oh, here comes your father now. Yes, Daddy, Daddy, here we are. Who's that with him, the Chinese? Yeah, how should we know? Well, Jean, well, darling, my darling baby, how are you? Oh, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, I'm so glad to be with you again. But Marsha took awful good care of me. I'm sure of that. Well, welcome to Hong Kong, Miss Winfield. Oh, thank you, Dr. Kingsley. And may I introduce three friends who have also taken very good care of Jean? Mr. Barlow, no, did, Mr. Dunlap, and did Speed do. Gibson, Mr. Hi, Barlow's nephew. Gibson? And uh, may I introduce my friend, Mr. Kwan Wu? I am very pleased to make your acquaintance. I trust that your stay in China will be most happy. Well, thank you. Daddy, Speed saved me from drowning in Honolulu. Is that so? Well, good heavens, then, young man. I'm doubly happy to meet you. And uh, I'd like to talk to you further. Will you all dine with me tonight? You bet, Dr. Kingsley. I've got my mouth all fixed for a swell dish of chop suey. <laughs> well, I'm afraid you won't find much chop suey in China, Mr. Dunlap. Except in cafes catering to tourist trade. You know, uh, chop suey and charmaine are really American inventions, not Chinese. Huh. I'll be darned. It's getting so you can't believe a thing you eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you'd better see to our luggage, Barney, and find a good hotel. I'm sure Dr. Kingsley has a lot to talk over with Jean and Marsha. Mr. Barlow, may I direct you to an hotel? Why, why certainly, Mr. Wu. I would suggest the Fowler House. The accommodations are very modern, the service very fine. Uh, well, thank you. Can we take a rickshaw there, Clint? Yeah, we'll take two rickshaws, Speed. Uh, you and I in one, and Barney and the baggage in the other. And we'll see you this evening, then. Yes. My address is uh, 14 Lang Su Road. It's on the outskirts of the city, but the rickshaw boy will have no trouble finding it. And uh, <clears throat> what time is dinner? At 7. Ah, see you then. Uh, I shall be looking forward to meeting you again tonight. At uh, 14 Lang Su Road, until 7, then. You are going to that hotel now? The Fowler House? I guess so, Mr. Wu. And thanks for telling us about it. 
Only too glad to be of service, Master Gibson. Well, Goodbye, 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 Goodbye Doctor. Where did he get that master stuff? Just an old Chinese custom, kid. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> See, we aren't doing so bad getting invited out for supper the first night we arrive. Yeah, that doesn't give us much time to get settled. I also want to contact our Hong Kong operator. Oh, boy. Hey, Rickshaw. Oh, yes, sir. I guess we'll need two of them. And uh, take care of this baggage, too. All right. And now we're going to Fowler House, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll just cruise around until we see a likely-looking hotel. Oh, but why, Clint? Mr. Wu recommended that other place. That's just why we're not going, Steve. Somehow, Mr. Wu impressed me as being a little too anxious to know of our whereabouts for the next few hours. You don't mean the octopus? I don't mean anything, Barney. I'm just not taking any chances. <laughs> This is a swell hotel you picked out, Clint. Away from all the noise, and it's more Chinese than American. Mm, glad you like it, Speed. As Mr. Wu would say, this has all modern accommodations. And uh, I'll add more safety than the Fowler House. Don't you trust that guy, Clint? I'm not trusting anyone, Bonnie, until they prove themselves trustworthy. Perhaps he's a very kindly Chinese gentleman who really has our best interests at heart. But because we're here as the secret police on the trail of the octopus, we have to watch every word and every move that any stranger makes. So I'd rather neither of you mention before Mr. Wu where we're staying tonight. Okay by me. When do we really start trailing the octopus, Clint? Uh, tomorrow, probably. I'm waiting for a call from the Hong Kong operator now. I couldn't contact him before, so I left word with the switchboard girl downstairs to keep after that number. But after I talk to him, I'll know more about what our first move will be. What about that map that you copied from the one Marsh's brother center? Well, I plan to see what I can learn from Dr. Kingsley tonight concerning that approximate neighborhood. However, if Mr. Wu is too much in evidence, that'll have to wait until I can see Gene's father alone. Well, I'll take care of Mr. Wu if you want to talk to Dr. Kingsley alone, Clint. I'll ask him a lot of questions about Hong Kong. Uh, might be a good idea, Speed. We'll see tonight, huh? Uh, what about the bullet plane, Barney? The port officials are guarding that. They've been swell to us. Think I'll ask Kingsley who are the best people to make those changes we want. Taking out one of the gas tanks and putting in another seat. There's your call now, I bet, Clint. Hello. Yes. This is Barlow. I'd like some tea delivered. Oh, you have none ready tonight? Perhaps I'd better come to your shop tomorrow to pick out the blend I want. Uh, yes. I'll be there first thing in the morning. What do you want with tea, Clint? <laughs> tea happens to be information speed. That was a member of the International Secret Police I was talking to. He lives in Hong Kong as a tea merchant and also runs a tea house. And a very successful one, too, I may add. He hears many things in that line of business. And all that talk about tea really meant... That he had no information for me tonight. That is nothing pressing. That we'll have to go to his shop in the morning to lay our plans. Swell. Then we got nothing to do tonight but eat and enjoy ourselves. And we'd better leave now or we'll never reach 14 Lang Su Road by 7. <laughs> Well, then you must be a very important man in China, Dr. Kingsley. Not only as a physician, but as a diplomat. Well, I know and love the Chinese, Mr. Barlow, and I respect them. Needless to say, 
My race looks upon Dr. Kingsley as a brother. Knowing China as you do, Dr. Kingsley, what have you heard about the octopus? A great deal. But how much is truth and how much is fiction, I can't say. We do know that he's smuggling dope and natives on a wholesale scale. But no one knows how or where. Now, that is why I'm so glad to welcome you as the international secret police. And I, China, is most anxious to rid itself of such an evil. Of course, you must understand, Mr. Barlow, that the consulate's office gets merely the whispers concerning this man. But uh, I shall help you in your efforts to find him in whatever way I can. I owe you, I owe Speed Gibson a debt of gratitude that I can never pay. You see, he saved my daughter's life. You don't owe me a thing, Dr. Kingsley, because if I hadn't pulled Jean out of the water, maybe I never would have met you. <laughs> well, Speed has a lot of admiration for you, Doctor. Well, it's mutual, I assure you, Clint. Your nephew is not only a credit to the secret police, but he has the makings of an extraordinarily fine diplomat. <laughs> he can fly, too, Daddy. And he's studying telegraphy, fingerprinting, radio, the art of makeup. Makeup? Have you stage aspirations, Speed? No, sir. But makeup is very important to the secret police. That is, good makeup. None of that phony stuff detectives used to use. Yes, indeed. Speed was telling me some things about shading and highlights in makeup that surprised me. Yeah, and Clint here can take one look at some fella he wants to resemble and can rebuild his own face so that they look like twins. <laughs> well, that's extraordinary. Well, you'll find a good many interesting characters to study here in Hong Kong, Clint. I think it would test even your ability to copy any of them. Me, maybe, Dr. Kingsley, but not Clint. He's the best man in the secret police at makeup. Why? He's... See, I've been noticing some of the Chinese things you have in this room, Doctor. They're very unusual. Things that we're not used to seeing in the shops in America. Yes, I'm rather proud of my collection. Now, uh, that large Chinese gong over there on the wall, for instance. It's over 1,000 years old. Over a 1,000? Well, say, let's hear how it sounds. Well, you'll get the true sound, too. You see, most of these temple gongs are cracked. That is, those which are sold. The perfect ones are kept in the temples. But I was lucky enough to get a perfect one. It is lovely, isn't it? Get it, Speed. I want to hear it. Hmm. Sounds young for its age, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I told you it was in perfect condition. You see... Hey, Barlow, look out! Oh, hey, you... Oh, this knife! Someone threw it through that moon window. It's a dragon knife. Dr. Kingsley, is Clint all right? I can't tell you yet, Speed. You see, sometimes these dragon knives are poisoned. <laughs> Suddenly there's a new fucking people want the Wednesday show, man. Uh, that show wanted the Wednesday to 10. I have another show courting that time and uh, AA meeting. All right. 
<laughs> Damn, nothing like bringing the fucking high hand hammer in. So we may do Sunday four to six or six to eight. Ah! I mean, I have to like leave here in the morning and come back. I hate that shit, but all right, whatever. It's still fun. As long as I'm having fun, I don't really give a fuck, but that's still bullshit. I get to go home for four hours. It's just like when I had that fucking two jobs. I'd work the, um, what the fuck? I'd work like 4 a.m. to like like noon, something like that. A little later, I just whatever the fuck, I'd clear their goddamn lunch shifts. Then I had to go in from like 4 to midnight or some shit at the, uh, it's over in Oakland. Uh, over at, in Berkeley, I went to the Rasputin music from fucking, four, like, like, now nah, it's like six to midnight, some shit like that. It was awful. They were like so shitty on their break times. Like, they must have had a, they must have, because it's a music store, they must have like a big, like, theft, like their loss leader, you know? And it's like they keep their breaks like 10 minutes between 10 minutes. If you sign it in nine minutes, motherfucker, you're in trouble. 11 minutes, you're in trouble. 10 is 10 is 10. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. I thought this was a music store the goddamn military but oh well you know it's fucked up oh whatever i gotta be here till fucking damn near two o'clock today now bummer boo i mean i don't mind but i just i do mind i didn't want to do this today <laughs> I, was, I was told noon god damn it and noon means no, i you i see you on my way out not like i see you while I'm wait, like, shit, I'm a guest on the next show. Ah, crap. Okay, whatever. None of our business. Let's finish these goddamn links. I think I got time. Yeah, and then I'm gonna play a song, and then we're gonna get out of here. All right, Guatemala, Sirakistan, Guatemala minister Sheldon Adelson flew officials to Israel. Oof. The Manchester bomber was only able to massacre people because of mistakes made by the British government. Only 4.75 million join India's workforce annually. Not 12 million is claimed. Oh, no shit. Somebody's lying on the numbers. In North Korean news, the unthinkable with North Korea. A tilt at the fulcrum of world power. That's always a really great thing to know. If you ever see a headline, generally, if you see a headline with a question mark, the answer is no. <laughs> NBR old school balance of power real politic and none the worse for that that's cool Saturday surprise Korea leaders meet in unannounced summit the latest that's from Asia Times uh, the latest Trump says Korea talks going very well AP of course he would why wouldn't he what else would you say five signs that North Korea US summit might still happen from the hill Note that the U.S. advance team is left for Singapore. Uh, nuclear diplomacy between Brazil and Argentina. An imperfect but important history lesson. That's from War on the Rocks. That's a cool little site. Brexit. New polling analysis reveals that a second referendum could swing to remain. Prospect. Um, Maastricht and all that. Wayne Godley from LRB from 1992, still germane. Whatever the fuck all that is. Ireland votes to remove constitutional ban on abortion by a resounding two-thirds majority. Yay. That's so cool. 
man, I that was you heard before. I literally, I was like, damn, man, like I feel so good for those ladies. That's so cool. Here's a T-shirt you could wear everywhere in East Asia without upsetting anyone. Quote: Handy map of claimed territories in South China Sea. No issues here. <laughs> New Cold War stuff. New Cold War or recalibration of the global system. Vladi Club. Russia's military, more bark than bite, the national interest. Comment on Keith Gesson's The Quiet Americas, Sean's Russia blog. Uh, Brazil truckers uh, strike enters six-day agency fronts press. How come you don't hear about that? It's so fucking loud out there, bro. Bro. Jesus, George. Jesus, George. All right. Uh, Trump transition news. U.S. lost track of 1,500 immigrant children, but says it's not, quote-unquote, legally responsible. CNN, much virtue signaling on this one. Trump administration to hand student debt collection to loan services, ending use of collectors. WAPO, Washington Post. Trump signs executive orders, making it easier to fire feds, overhaul official time. Federal News Radio. I keep meaning to listen to that more. I've listened to, like, one episode. It's, like, legit from, like, it's, like, federal news radio, like, .gov. It's, like, yeah, okay. It's really weird. Uh, the president has, it's, you know, it's, it's, like, that old school, like, union shit. You know what I mean? Where you're like, hey, well, this is what's going on in our world, you know? And you never hear, it's shit you never hear unless you're, like, in this in the business. So, it's pretty cool. It's like why I like to read trade magazines. I've always liked trade trade books and shit like that, you know. Anyway. The president has created a broad anthem standard that goes well beyond the playing field. Oh, yeah. Pro football talk. Presumably beer sales will halt while the anthem is played. <laughs> no shit. Stormy Daniels and Vice Industry Crypto Effort Investopedia. E. Mayer. E. Mayer comments. <clears throat> oh, that's a cute little kid. Miss Daniels has her liaison in a legal battle with Trump to, th- to thank for rescuing her from Stormy, who, uh, quote unquote, com- uh, question mark, oblivion, PR oblivion, and thus enabled her, enabling her to cash in big time. In capitalism grand, we even have another set of everyone will make money promises. So clearly, in a few years, we can expect to see a new batch of newly minted porn coin billionaires. Not just on the coin users issuer's side, but also among more heroically and avid content consumers. I don't know. On the other hand, I'm very happy to file Bitcoin and its ilk under the bezel. On the other, the demand for porn drove the expanse of the internet, home video, and the printed word. So, dot, dot, dot. No fucking way. Maybe. No fucking way. Maybe. Right? That's how that's, that's the way I'm feeling. Who knows? Realignment and legitimacy. The real constitutional crisis from Kimberly A. Strassel from the Wall Street Journal. Mr. Trump has an even quicker way to bring the hostility to an end. He can, and should, declassify everything possible, letting Congress and the public see the truth. That would put an end to the daily spin of conspiracy theories. Good point. Unless, of course, all parties want to be, uh, to the dispute view, daily spinning conspiracy theories. Not a bug, but a feature. The failed state of Franklin, thought co. Uh, forgotten history. 
RFK Jr. doesn't believe the quote-unquote official story that Sirhan Sirhan shot his father alone and wants a new investigation. I bet you anything this is Paul. One second. Let's just play the fucking song. Go outside and see a gigantic fucking uh, shoe go by. One second. Yeah. I'll just start this fucking song. Who gives a fuck? Play the damn song. Don't you stop it, don't you stop, don't stop the music 
morning afternoon i really tried to have a fucking show and i screwed myself i'm sneezing now the highlight was matthew which was awesome just found out that an aa meeting has tried to usurp our wednesday time so it looks like it might be a sunday thing which means i'll be coming back here on sundays doing it twice a day maybe we will see and um as everybody else says. Oh, you wanna hear an old street joke? Best I got right now. Um, here you go, here's a street joke. What does it take to make a, a gay guy scream while you're having sex? Wipe your fist on the curtains. Boom! Wiping your fists on the curtains? Something like that. God damn it. Eh, who cares? That's the joke. Hey, I'll tell you my better joke. <laughs> ah, nah, you gotta see me live here. Fuck you. Yeah, I like that joke. We're gonna keep that joke. Let's play the goddamn playlist. And we're out. Have a great, have a great one. And, uh, always and forever, I'll be your Sunday love. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm.
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the GreenArmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a $5 cover charge always 5 bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going back to riches.